0: Hey, this is Kenagraat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Lucy with us. Lucy is an MBA professional certified coach, leadership coach, book author, quality engineer, agile coach and scrum master. She is known for her talks on coaching, leadership, woman empowerment and workplace culture. There is a lot more to our story, which let's hear from Lucy herself. So Lucy, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Kira. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be here and to talk to so many entrepreneurs from around the world. So, let's get started.
0: Did you host you. Let's begin with your journey. Tell us about you being from Argentina or where? Okay. What about you, please?
1: Yes, so I was born in Argentina. My origin, actually, from my greater parents are from Italy. So, that's why my name and you see how I speak with my hands and all that. It's because we have a lot of Italian deals. Yeah. 65% are from Sicily, actually. So I lived in Argentina for 30-something years, and then I moved to the U.S. six years ago. Right now I'm in Texas, very close to Houston. And I've done a lot of things in my life. I was telling Kiran that, that, yeah, like, I studied a lot. I was an entrepreneur. I did corporate. I did many things in my life. And I learned so much from my MBA, from my certifications, but I learned so much more from my... Life, the okay. hardships, all the good things and bad things that happen to me. I think that's an entrepreneur you're gonna see all that, that probably that happened to you already, or so many things that will happen, everything and it's for good. <laughs> if that makes sense.
0: Wow. Great answer. Let's move on to the questions about coaching now, right? When did you choose yes. and why did you choose it?
1: It all started. I always wanted to, to help people since I was very young. Like I was 14, 15 years old, I was getting some money for me because my parents got divorced, so we're not in a very good economical situation. So I always was trying to get money. So I was sure that I needed to study on one hand to be able to provide for myself when I was a grown up, but I was also I also needed some money to be able to buy some things for me, like my clothes, things like that. So I started teaching. Since I was 15, I was teaching things that I was doing whatever I studied at that school. I was teaching to other kids. And then I I did, I studied business administration and went up to working in couple of companies. I was in the corporate world. And then I realized as a leader, how many things I wanted to know about, how many things I wanted to ask people about, or also share. And at that point in time, like coaching was only for executives, right? But always thought like leaders and even, not even as a leader, like whenever you join a company, there's so many things that you don't know. Some people have their parents working in companies, so they have, they know how to behave, they get all the tips, but I did not have that, especially when we move countries. I have so many coaches that move from India to America and things are so different, For me, as a Latin in moving to America, it's also very different. So you don't know how to behave sometimes, how to adapt to the culture. So you really need someone to talk to, someone that listens to you. Some, sometimes I have a husband, but sometimes they don't understand or they don't know how to tell you what to do or your, your parents. It's, it's something like that. It's very hard to find. That's where I realized I would like to be that person for someone else because I it was my own need, right? So I became a consultant when I left the corporate world. And as a consultant, I was helping teams to work in process improvement and quality. That's how it started. But then over time, I realized how it was not so much about processes, but about every single person had a different issue. What you were teaching the same thing, but not everyone was implementing it the same way. Some people were more confident. Some people were less confident or they need more support in different ways. That's how I. I started to see there's much more here that needs to be done, that. and that's how I started to learn more and more about coaching, and I think I, I became a coach just all the time. It's just like I was going in that direction, I didn't even know it, and even, like I told you, there were several things that happened in my life, like moved to America, that was a big shift for me, for my mindset, a lot of things that I thought I knew. The same things I was doing in Argentina were not working here, so I... Totally had to adapt, shift, change. I don't know, all the words that you had saying, do something different. I had to do that. And then in the middle, uh, I had kids. I lost one baby. I lost my brother. You lose a lot of people in your life. And those things like really shape how you think, what you value, when, where you want to invest your time, who you want to become, and you also understand what other people need. Mm-hmm. And um, when all these things happen, I realized how how important it is to be listened to, to have someone where you can, maybe someone that doesn't give you or doesn't tell you what to do, but just someone that is listening to you without judgment. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, if it's this so hard, so hard to find, and I know it's so much needed, then I want to be that person for other people. And that's basically how I became a coach. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that story could be put into the Disney characters as another Cinderella. Can you tell us about the client successes that have happened after you became a coach? Mm -hmm. Anyone that is on the top of the mind right now?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a person that, I mean, there's so many that shifted so much their mindset. There is one in particular that I can remember that's pretty recent that, The first session or the second, I think it was the second session we had, she was, no, there's a lot of layoffs today. I don't want to talk. That's fine. And everyone, there was a big wave of layoffs in her company. And she was struggling so much because she was the leader of a team. And like, she didn't want to have the session because she was so stressed. And I said, if you'd like, we can still have the session and see how you feel, because maybe I can help you to calm down and see things from a different perspective. So she did say, okay. Now she started crying and, and I know, saying how frustrated she was, how bad she felt about the people that was leaving the company, like how her team was going to change. And we talked about many things, but basically she was talking and it was barely talking. And at the end of the session, she, she was so calmer, like she was feeling much better. And basically, what she realized after the session is that there was a part that she could not control, but there was a big part that she control, she was able to control, and it was how she was seeing the situation. Not so much negative, but so like a positive thing. And also she realized that maybe this is what's going on with companies nowadays, right, that this was going to be like, like she didn't want this change, but she realized, well, now change is part of every company. Like the thing that's going to happen to you more often is you're going to change groups, you're going to move from one company to the other more quickly than ever. So you better get used to this. This is what's normal now. This is not the weird thing. So how she, something clicking her. And what happened is that we had a recent conversation. And this conversation, it was the third time there was a wave of layoffs in her company. In less than a year. Imagine. So how she learned to manage things from that day on made her change over time because she was very disciplined. She kept. She kept having sessions every week, every week for the entire year. And she shifted her mind over time and she was able to better manage these layoffs. She was better able to manage other situations at work. She didn't want to, was afraid of giving feedback to their coworkers. Like she changed a lot of things that she was used to do. And now in this time, she didn't even, she was not laid off. But on top of that, She was promoted and she even got more people to leave her. It was amazing how much she grew in only one year. I'm so proud of her that she was very disciplined. She was patient and she was willing.
0: Yeah, secret you shared, but that secret you want to know. Tell us about what were the strategies, the things that you told the mindset shift. What were the questions that you asked? How did you lead to that change?
1: It was a partnership, really. I listen to her a lot because she always, maybe we don't agree on, oh, this is what I want to do in the session, but she starts talking. There's something in her mind. There's something that worries her, and she shares that with me. And that's why we can always work on something. We can always, I challenge her. That's one of the things I listen to her a lot, but maybe you don't like this, but I don't believe everything she says because sometimes, you know, you say, I cannot do this, so or this is how things are. And I ask her, Really, what else can you think or what else can you do or what is the part that you can't control, things like that. And always help her or help them with other co- coaches to see what's the other side, what's the part that they are not seeing and work on that basically. Because what happens when we're doing coaching is that it's not that you're broken, it's not that there's something wrong with you, but it's sometimes that you are so much in your mind that there's, there are parts of the situation that you cannot see and just by talking. And sharing with someone, sometimes you even realize yourself, oh, I said that. So sometimes I just repeat what they said. I said, oh, and sometimes what they said to me doesn't make sense. say, really, but what about this? And what about that? But you said this, oh, and that's how things happen. Sometimes I give some advice or I share some thoughts that I have, but most cases it's like they realize what they could do in a different way and. We find together ways to practice that, and maybe the, it's not the same thing the first week, but then it goes changing over time. Like I said, maybe the se- the first layoff second layoff was a bit better, but it wasn't. But then the third, you are in a position, and there's always more challenges. She so wants even move into another country, everything at the same time, right? But she was able to give much faster. Like, she realized what she was doing and she how she could approach in a different way. And boom, she was already fighting. So the secret, all I can say is a lot of listening and don't be afraid to challenge the other person and ask the the tough questions.
0: Of course, and you also speak about building a workplace culture, right? So give us some insights about it. What are some must-haves?
1: Yeah, so what happened with culture is that companies never worried so much about culture. I remember when I started business management, Maybe I had one page of a book about culture, or maybe half of it, <laughs> and I, that's a, yeah, yeah, it's so weird how we don't talk about that. And even had my master's degree on culture, but nobody cared about it. It was like a stupid thing or something like that, so, but I think it's so important. And then with the pandemic, like everyone realized that culture was so important because culture is about the behaviors that everyone has in the company, right? Like when you go from one company to the other, that's when you see the difference. For instance, a behavior is what time people, do people show up to meetings? Are they on time? Do they arrive earlier? Do they arrive later? How do they dress? Or are they, is everyone just listen in the meetings? They don't talk. Or is everyone multitasking and doing something else? Or is everyone participating? That is cultural, the behaviors that everyone has in the company. And what happens is that when you are, needs to face, that culture is something that maybe people don't worry so much about. Because you're seeing everyone, you're seeing your manager, how they behave. And unconsciously, you do the same thing. But the problem is that when you move remotely, that unconscious thing is so <laughs> Like, it's so hard to see what your leader is thinking, how you can behave, how you can be part of the company, what you need to do so hard because you cannot see them. You see them. Maybe once a week, maybe every week or every day, but only for 15 minutes in a stand-up meeting. So how do you become part of the company if you don't know what's the culture, what's the right behaviors? How do you you feel alone when you don't know what's the culture? You don't feel that you belong to the company. You feel like an outsider, right? And that's what made people not be engaged. When they're not engaged, they're jumping from one place to the other. They're always looking for another company. That's why culture is so important. Like the link with everyone it's what put the people together, like a net and you have everyone in the little net, it's where the bees live, that honey, that's culture. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that, if you don't have that, so you always have culture in every company, but the problem is, have you thought about it? How you really want the culture to be? So I think that what. Companies are realizing now is that you can develop an intentional culture. You know, what you really want people to do, how you want people to behave. Do you want them to show up to meetings? Do you want them to talk in meetings? Do you want them to offer ideas for improvement? Do you want them to just don't say anything and respect the rules and just follow with them? That you have to develop the culture, and to do that is not just about sending an email. Okay, this is the culture. I want you to participate in meetings. I want you to, or just the typical sign on the wall. That's not work anymore. Maybe there's no walls because there's no office, right? So the only way to be intentional about the culture is to share certain behaviors in every part of the employee experience, from they join the company to when they leave, everyone, how you develop them, how you provide them feedback, how you train them, how you, everything, in every single step. You are showing them what's the culture. And it's like when you have kids, you don't teach them just by telling them. You teach them by doing. So that's the main thing. If you want a culture first, you need to think about it, what you want to share, and then you have to be it. And then be in touch and interact with everyone so they can see you and hear you. And that's how, you know, become
0: part of who you are. Total Lucy, yeah. about work culture, and who, when we have this to speak about it, that time we'll go into details. But thank you so much for sharing that. Now, please yeah. talk about the best ways of reaching out to you.
1: Yeah, so you can reach out to me. I have an Instagram. It's Lucy Coach. Then you can look for me on LinkedIn, then I have a YouTube channel. You can also look for me on www.deadwithculture.com. Those are some ways are typical ways that you can reach out. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions because I'm guessing that with all these things that I've shared, maybe you have more questions than answers now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: totally. Lucy, can you please the name once again so that there is no misspe- misspellings?
1: Yes. L-U-C-Y A-U-L-I-S-E. Or you can also look for me by Luciana, L-U-C-I-A-A-N-A. But there's the only one Lucy police everywhere in the world.
0: <laughs> okay, the so one and only guys, do reach out. Next question, which is unfortunately the final question for the day. Lucy, tell us about what to do, the action steps after listening to this conversation.
1: Yes. So you see you, what your means uh, meaning is what to do as an entrepreneur or what
0: Yes, as an entrepreneur.
1: Yes, as an entrepreneur, I would say the first thing is whatever you're doing, whatever product or service you're offering, make sure it's someone, it's something that, that you either you really love or something that you really know. Like I said, with coaching, right? I developed coaching because it was something that I really needed. And I realized that other people may need it too. So try to find something like that, something that you, even that you need or you're, You are so loved, you know, that you're sure that someone will need it too. And the other thing is, yeah, I may say two things. One more is listen to yourself. Listen to your intuition because sometimes as an entrepreneur, you want to do what other people are doing. That happened to me when I work here. I said, okay, I have a list in my mind of things that I had to do to be successful. And I follow all of them. I need the work. It <laughs> did not work, I right? think like, how come? I'm doing all the things that I was supposed to be doing. And that's the problem. You cannot do all the things that you're supposed to be doing. You mm-hmm. just have to focus on the things that you are good at, that maybe other people are telling you that, you know, you have to do, but you cannot do it everything. So listen to what other people tell you, but first listen to yourself. And the other part is sometimes... We listen so much to ourselves. We have all this self-talk, all so many things that maybe you will need someone like a coach to help you unwind that, to help you find what's inside that, what's the real meaning and what is it that you can do about it. You need some support there. Reach out to, to someone that can help you be your best self, really. Because it's some of that. You already have everything within you. You just need to find it. Trust yourself and go fight for it
0: That is said go guys go find your dreams and live your dreams thank you so much Lucy for such a wonderful conversation today
1: thank you it was my pleasure
0: thank you again I am your host Kiran signing off you guys take care